It's episode 1104, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, he's back, Derek Miner. What up, though? Uh, just down the road there in Nashville, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. And our newest cast member from Social Club Misfits, it's Marty. Hey, what's up? Is that really what you're going with? You 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 did what's up last time? Yeah, you did, yeah. You said Marty, it's me. Or at one time, it's <laughs> like, me. It's me. What's up? You it's said me. your name. You referred to yourself in third person. Model, olive oil enthusiast, Marty. It's me. <laughs> yeah, you need to drop like a fun fact about yourself right? every like, time. I need I like to think it. about that. I really need to. Uh, you gotta help me write your intro, dude. Help me write your intro. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm gonna think. About, I'm gonna chat GPT it today. I, I've done that yeah. actually. I've chat GPT intros for like I different guest segments and stuff. It's usually pretty good. Yeah. Oh, so that doesn't work when your name's Emily Brown because there's a lot of people to for chat GPT to pull from. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a very accomplished person though, according to chat GPT. <laughs> They're like Emily Brown, the renowned scientist. That's what I'm saying. If there's sure. an AI takeover, you're going to be pretty well off because they're not going to want to mess with you because you're so accomplished. You know, That's right. that is true. Yeah. They're, but like, there's another writer named Emily Brown. There's, um, I think a lot of athletes named Emily Brown. So if you Google Emily Brown, I'm doing fantastic. Like I am really on top of the world here. There's only um, a couple, according to Google news, there's only a couple of Jesse carries and mostly they're notable for random crimes they've committed, uh, in, in Canada and North America. So, you know, are you talking yeah. about yourself in the third person again? I only know. Of, <laughs> I only know of two other Cameron strings. One is the president of Warner brothers music. He started oh, out running a country label. And so like I get thanked on a lot of weird album liner notes and people will send it to me like online. Like, D what did you have to do with Johnny Cash's, you know, best hits, you know? And then, uh, what, and then what are you doing on Dirk's Bentley album? Exactly. <laughs> Dirk's Bentley. Exactly. Right. And then the other, the other Cameron Strang was an 11th month old that fell out of the third story of a building in, in Illinois and lived. Oh, so if no. you, Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. that took a turn. Oh, bro, they had us in the first half. I ain't gonna lie, bro. You had me in the first half, bro. I was yeah. like, whoa. He lived. He lived. Anyway, good for good. I do have a question. I've been dying to ask you guys um, because you know this group of guys. I feel like we've got a good, good chance here. <laughs> I've seen this going around online. How often do you guys think about the Roman Empire? And be honest, all the time. Honestly, <laughs> zero, zero times. All the time. <laughs> Emily, it's a joke. I've seen this going around too. Uh, the, the joke mm. that you know men think about the the Roman Empire almost daily or multiple times throughout the day. I've I mm. rarely think about the Roman Empire. I, I almost never do. But there are things I do think about frequently. Like oh, I, what are they? I, I find myself coming back to the idea of like who's the first person's like that saw a horse. Right, because yeah. it happened at some point in history. <laughs> so it was like, that's it. the one. That's the one we're gonna ride. Like we're gonna ride that thing forever. Oh, and what a, did that? Look, th th there are tons of smart big animals that move quickly. Why? Sure. There, at some point in history, yeah. there's some guy so or woman. I'm getting on that. I'm gonna jump on that thing. I'm assuming and they it. looked at the teeth and the claws, okay. and they were like, you know what? I, I think I got a chance with this one. But but what, I don't, but what I don't about, know about I don't know about that jaguar over there. I probably but, but again, pretty, pretty you got, fast. But you, you got buffalo. <laughs> you got all. You got all these big big animals. And who was the, when the, when he when they finally did it right? What was the reaction when he rode it back into the village or or the the tribe or whatever? You know, like it was everyone mind just because that happened at some point in history. Somebody rode up on a horse and no one had ever done that before. Like think Look. about think about you're just chilling out by the fire because I guess that's what they were doing. You know, right. yeah. you know, eating uh, uh, whatever you're eating at the time. Berries, you know, forage, berries, berries are like early. Yeah. And, and your own just rides in on a horse. Like, is your mind just total? Like, your whole reality has to be like, we can ride those things. Look, I think and, about and that the all person time. was either the person was either like the person no one in the village thought could accomplish anything, or yeah. or like a Vladimir Putin <laughs> type cat. There's no in between. It's, yeah. it's like he was either like just this muscular like. That dude's a savage, 
and he yeah. just like that's another savage thing he did or right. it's the guy that's like i think he's a little crazy it, like, it's the crazy weirdo or the savage weirdo. It's either it. one of them. But it's, it's a weirdo of, nonetheless. Like <laughs> I think I think about this about a weirdo food nonetheless. A lot about food. Who was the first person who discovered if I dig in the ground and pull up this brown bulby thing, it's delicious mm. if I fry yeah. it. You know, like how did they come up with the way we make food? You know, but, and well, what, why well, we they, eat what we eat. Okay, here's From one watching animals. Here's certain, one specifically. certain mushrooms are delicious and nutritious, and certain ones will kill you instantly. Who figured out which ones is will which? Send you to a whole other dimension. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of trial and error. Yeah, a lot sure. of trial and error. But, but, <laughs> but what? But I. But I, I think about one with food isn't so much the trial and error stuff. Like, think about something like spaghetti. Who was like, you know, what would be cool with this dough that's already just perfectly fine to consume. Let's chop it up and make it look like a bunch of hairs, and then we'll boil it and we'll eat it and see how that. Did. Like, what was the process that they with spaghetti? Like, who was the first one that's the like? The guy's name was Salvador Salvatini. True story. Um, he's Italian. Invented it. If you want to, I know about all these facts. All Italian facts bring them my way, Jesse. I got you. I want to hear it. I want to hear Salvatore it. Salvatore <laughs> invented it. Um, he was working late night at a farm. Needed something to cook up. I think that. Wait, hold on. I think that was the Cobb salad. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> Bob Cobb. That was a Cobb salad. Cobb salad. So I'm thinking about Bob Cobb. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. I can tell you how fried chicken was invented. Yeah, how Does. is... Okay, for real. Because yeah. that's crazy. When you think about it, it's breaded, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And then it's... In, right, it was invented in the Bible. What? Okay. Leviticus what? two Leviticus 2.7 in the King James Version. Cause that's the only version I read because I'm, I was grew up in the <laughs> Um, and let's see, it says that, uh, and if thy libation be a meat offering bacon in the frying pan, it shall be made of fine flour with oil. And thou shalt bring the meat offering made of these things unto the Lord. When it shall be presented to the peace, he shall bring it to the offer. Altar. That's literally in the Bible. Bring fried chicken to the altar. Fried something, batter yeah. it in fine flour and oil, and you know you know what a sacrifice was. It's to be burned. So yeah, yeah. dip it in fine flour and, and oil. Do you think fried in you, a frying pan and bring it to do the? Do you think Lord. That there was just some priest somewhere who's like, who's <laughs> like, man, I am hungry. <laughs> I gotta write some laws right now. Wow, he was writing a recipe and accidentally made its way into the Bible. Yeah. I just got, I just got a whole chapter about weird dress code stuff, and I am starving. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know these sacrifices that is some season on it, bro. You know, hey. I still like to think of some hillside somewhere where they're like, you know, I was seeing. Frank in a couple days. He was, you know, oh, we're we're sitting oh, here. Shoot. We got our big pair. What the heck is that? And then over the horizon, who's coming <laughs> on top of a of Frank a horse. on the horse? <laughs> here comes Frank. With Changing fried humanity. chicken. Yeah. Imagine the smells. They've never <laughs> smelled anything like that before in their life. Oh like, what man, is what is what's going on here? Like who invented like let's put salt on something? It's just like dirt on the edge Sodium, of like an ocean. Right? Yeah, but I mean, like, who said I'm gonna go scoop up all that stuff that's dried that one on the like shore? Feels like it was an accident. Like it accidentally it. got on there, and it was like, wait, this is actually pretty good. And then they just kept doing it. It's amazing. I didn't know that cocaine went through your nose better. Right? They just right. like just eat it like a, like a little ball. Of, <laughs> Whoa! Now, I'm My, to, like now my wheels are turning over Your Miami just popped yeah, out, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was actually Derek. I was actually thinking about the fried chicken thing because in in California. Koreans love fried chicken and they have tons uh-huh. of fried chicken spots. And so the other day I asked the owner, um, I was like, hey, so like, how did this even start? Like, how did Koreans get into it? And he started telling me this whole story about how like it was invented and this guy behind me goes, he cursed. That's He's like, that's cap. BS. He's like, you guys were taught during the Korean War. He's like, black soldiers yes. taught you guys how to cook. <laughs> and the guy's like, whole, like, his whole, like, mission statement from the wall that he was, like, reading oh, off no. of. He's like, my grandfather, he started, grandfather, he started it at, you know, like, 1920. That's crap. No, it's not true. You stole, like, black soldiers taught you guys. And I remember the Ty- guy was like, Tyrone taught, yeah. taught him how to make fried chicken. Tyrone right? taught Jin some how to do it and it worked out perfectly and it worked hey, hey but listen though Korean fried chicken is quiet the best kind of really good Korean fried chicken crazy bro they don't even sit up there and hold you Jesse, bro they eat it with spaghetti 
Dude, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know they learned that from I don't know why they, it's called Jollibee's. You can go there. They serve it's fast food. It's fried chicken, spaghetti. All right, bro. Korean, bro. is really. I you know shout out to my Korean homies. I love my Korean homies, but y'all really is like light skinned black people, bro. For real, I ain't gonna hold you, bro. <laughs> bro, when you go to Compton <laughs> and you see the Koreans in Compton, you're like. I've just seen Korean uh, Kendrick Lamar. Like you just like they like you'll see like dudes with dreads and they're like hanging out and they're flagging like they're throwing flags in the. It's real thing. Like I I would love to see. Yeah, I would love to see like a documentary on like how the Korean War and and black culture begin to like influence one another. You they know like what I'm liked saying? each like, other so like, much more than any other culture. They stuck together. Yeah. <laughs> it's random, bro. Like it's very random. For sure. So, no, Emily, we don't think about the Roman Empire. We think about other weird <laughs> wow, stuff. We got way off yeah. track. We think about other weird stuff all the time. Yeah, this huh? is actually so much worse than the Roman Empire. Yeah. So, what? Men think about the Roman Empire. There what do they like mean? Because if, cause if we're talking about the... Jesus in the Roman Empire, like, I mean, I guess oh, you could think of, say you think about Rome almost every day. You know what I'm saying? I think it started with like a TikTok. Some girl, yeah. I think, asked her boy. Or it came around how it came up exactly, but basically, some girl asked her boyfriend like, "How often do you think about the Roman Empire?" And he said like a couple times a day. And it was like, "What? That's insane." And so then people were like, "Let me ask you know this guy in my life how often they think of it." And so many guys were like, "I don't know, a few times a week or something like that." And uh, yeah. it was just like, and then everybody started playing along. Like all yeah, the guys yeah, yeah. started playing along, telling the girls that we think about it like mm-hmm. ten times a day, mm-hmm. and like yeah. aqueducts and uh, all these things. And yeah. and and all the girls on TikTok are like, "Is this real?" Like the people can't figure out if this is a real thing. Yeah, first, it's really funny to me that guys are the, like the first. With- listen, the first lady we have to ask her what her occupation is. If she's like a history teacher or something of that nature, mm-hmm. and she was talking to her boyfriend, he's obviously going to placate to her uh, ideas uh, because he's trying to uh, yep. have an, an excellent night. He's yes. trying to have an excellent night. So yes. yeah, it's like oh, you know, all the time, obviously. Oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah. fascinating. So I love it. I just love it. And then, the, then the, the next girl found out about, about it. Did the guys sound like that? Why are they all? That is now. That's what I was gonna say. Every man in their mind is like that. We're stuck, and we just come up with whatever. Like literally, every man is literally Steve Carell. Like at some level, we are various versions of Steve Carell is just trying to figure life out. Speaking of a man trying to figure life out, Phil Wickham joins us later today. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to say transition. Sure, sure. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Does, Phil? does Phil Wickham look like Steve Carell? Yes or no? Phil Wickham is one of the best looking men in the Christian music industry. <laughs> Hey, Steve Carell is a handsome guy. Yeah, what are you trying to say about? We're not yeah, talking season one, Michael Scott. Yeah, that was not, a different man. Yeah, yeah, we're talking after Hold he became on. a movie star. Yeah, bro, Gray Steve Carell, fly, pepper bro. Steve Carell. No, 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 yeah. no. Yes, he looks Look, great. Steve yeah. Carell is fly, bro. Like yeah, now, yeah. now, not season one. Remember when he had hair plugs? He talks about it on the commentary. He's like, man, before I lost weight, had hair plugs. Yeah. I was such an Office fan. I was watching commentary like full through. And he was like, well, man, they're making fun of his baldness. And he was chunkier. And he was like, man, I got taken care of in season two. From the well, 90s. They, they cast him. I thought they cast he was him more to relatable. look more like the sweaty Ricky Gervais character. You yeah. know, so they, they want him to look like that. And then they figured out we have our own thing. This isn't trying to yeah. just be Ricky Gervais. And then he got movies and stuff. So he had to lose weight for the movie roles. Like uh, knocked Phil, up and Phil, Phil Wickham is a very handsome man, but I feel like if we put some like circle glasses on him and just give him the, the, the pepper, you know what I'm saying? The salt and pepper lip mm-hmm. with a beard. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we have a Steve Carell. I give him like 20. He's like, I don't even think he's 40 yet. So he's got some time to get salt and pepper hair on his own. Yeah, for sure. There you go. All right. Well, we have your feedback at the end of the show. And uh, right now, stay tuned up next. It's Relevant Buzz. Listening to Declan McKenna, the song is "Nothing Works." 
Okay. It, <laughs> really optimistic That's song. Sad, Start bro. the show with just a little upbeat ditty. Nothing works. <laughs> Nothing works. I, I, I promise that's how I feel when I'm at home and my horse, kids yeah. have been home for the summer. Like, <laughs> yeah, nothing so. works. They just broke everything. Bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. All right, it's time for... Relevant Buzz. All right, tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week, Emily. All right. Well, last week we talked about the ongoing writers and actors strike. Um, I'm not giving another update. What I am going to talk about is something really fun that's kind of happened because of it. A few days ago. Oh, no. Sorry. I'm trying to give a positive spin here. Okay. Um, (laughs) A few days ago, some of the actors got together to start an online charity auction with the Union Solidarity Coalition to help benefit crew members whose health care benefits are currently at risk during the strike. So, yes, unemployment. Um, But this is a really great thing. Like these um, celebrities are just honestly getting really creative and offering um, really interesting opportunities for people to bet on um, through eBay. Bid, bid, Um, not, not bet, bid. Bid, sorry, bid on that would um, be way more interesting. That would be <laughs> crazy. Je- Jesse, that would be like crazy. mono mono battles that you bet on. Yeah, yeah. Or celebrities yeah. like how much you want to bet? I, I can I can jump over this fence. Just, just That's a, not a bad start. idea. We're all like, like, back like, to like you know that question you just asked. Like how long do you think about Romans? We're all thinking about Roman stuff, dueling to the death, little thing. Like we're all kind of going jousting back. Or yeah, jousting. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see just like yeah a random celebrity. I want to be like Sylvester alone like how much do you want to bet running start i can just clear that picket fence right now <laughs> all the proceeds i want to buy a thousand dollars alone sword fight with him we fight with swords we, to the death fifteen dollars i will pay dollars fifteen dollars just clear just so you one might jump. have a gambling problem i'm just saying like <laughs> sports betting might have i've been on a little lately by the way this yeah week two NFL, that, been, that definitely took a different that i hate to disappoint that there is no Sylvester Stallone bets or anything like that. What you can't, I will give you some that you can do that are less violent, um, but also more than $15 because some of them are going for a couple thousand already. Uh, One of the ones that I think is the funniest, Adam Scott, who played Ben Wyatt on Parks and Rec, Mm -hmm. he will walk your dog. And you can join him on the walk. That is if awesome. You want him to. That is it's awesome. It's based in LA only, so I'm gonna do Marty, it. You gotta, if you have a dog, or if you don't, go buy a, a dog walk, real quick. Adam. It's gonna be a long walk. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also zoom with pretty much the entire cast of New Girl. Um, so like Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, Max Greenfield. Um, you have like Wait, an hour long like, zoom with them. You don't like New them. Girl? You don't like? I mean, uh, I mean, the, the New Zoom Girl thing is, good. is lame. I just, you know, it's like, it's like to me a version of four different shows in one. And I don't know. I'm just not a fan of Zoe. I'm just not a fan of her. She's like, well, oh, yeah, well, you can tell her that on Zoom if you want. I'm, I'm actually, how much is it? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I think it's going for about $3,000 right now. I'm trying oh, to see goodness. who is Zoe. Zoe Deschanel. I mean, she was great in Elf. She she's great in Elf. She's oh, a great yeah, in Elf. She's, yeah, she's, yeah, great she's dope. Too. She's like a, she's like a what, very interesting what voice. What can you bid on her? What can you bid on. on her to, to do, Emily? The whole cast just, on Zoom. It's a Zoom with the whole cast. How awkward is that? That would be awkward, man. And you're like, hey, guys, I spent four grand. This is yeah. my grandma's inheritance. I spent it on this. It's been That's my grandma's what I'm inheritance on this. That's what I'm saying. What, what would be what would be much more interesting for me would be like I could bet you fifty dollars that you can't eat a large pizza like in one sitting. Fifteen minutes. So okay, we you could try this. You can get dinner with Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. Oh, that's that'd cool. Be that'd be that's fun. That's very that's cool. Dope. So that could be fun. And I absolutely think you could convince them to do I would like one hundred percent on that. Yeah. I love David Cross and I love uh, Bob. Better call Saul, yeah, right? Let's do it. Saul. Um, what else? Okay, Natasha Leone. She will help you solve a crossword puzzle. <laughs> Who's? Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Whose manager made that? 
those managers I'm really like, you know, I'm four down. A crossword puzzle via Zoom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like she was probably asked to do it and she was like, what is something that will take the least amount of time and then I kind of have fun with? Like, she's Sylvester, already doing the crossword puzzle. She's like, puzzle. Sylvester Stallone's over here jumping over fences. Yeah. I'm just going to do a crossword Jousting. puzzle. <laughs> um, you can get the cast of Bob's Burgers to sing a song written just for you. That's cool. That's kind of cool. That's very cool. Yeah. That nice yeah, that's, that's, that's there dope. you go. Uh, John Lithgow will paint a watercolor portrait of your dog. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, that's John cool. John Lithgow? Yeah, yeah, that's kind that, of, I mean, that's that would like be a great conversation starter. Exactly. For you, like, yeah. Yeah. Conversation piece right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they they did give examples on eBay. Apparently, he does this a lot. Um, yeah. This is like a, his <laughs> is it like hobby. the George Bush who paints bad. dogs? Yeah, thing? It's yeah. the Epstein paintings. Basically, he painted those <laughs> in Epstein's house. Oh, Relax. <laughs> oh my gosh. He painted uh, Bill Clinton with a with a nine <laughs> eleven like. Oh. Don't put that on him. Don't put that. No. He is a good man. Yo, he's um, actually really good no, at awesome. painting. I, he's also a great actor. No, they're actually. This they're is crazy. Good. I'm looking at his paintings. Like yeah, he is bad. really good. This like, is one of those no things cap. where like someone who's talented is just talented in all things. I want I want John Lithgow I want John Lithgow to paint a picture of the cast of New Girl on Zoom singing to me. <laughs> <laughs> How much will it cost? All staring at you. There's yeah. a billionaire who's um, yeah. gonna buy all of these and he's going to do all these people do his bidding, basically. He's just gonna make them all do his little thing that for That would him. actually be really funny. That'd be, one that'd person would be right? What if I what if I bought a Zoom call to have them like do like work? <laughs> like, hey y'all, input these numbers into a spreadsheet for me. There real was quick. um <laughs> good. I like that who one. Is it? Rosemary DeWitt and um someone else, they were gonna offer relationship advice via Zoom. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, right now celebrity I'm celebrity is giving relationship advice is really what we, what we want. Right yeah. Now. Nikki, the guy the little kid from uh, Jerry Maguire, he's gonna be singing yeah. in front of your house if you want. I see that on eBay. Holding a uh, the little kid from Jerry Maguire. He's grown up now. Yeah. He's not yeah. a kid anymore, but he Heads will sing in front of your house. The average human head weighs eight, eight pounds. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. will <laughs> sing in front of your house for you. For you. he'll serenade you and your girl. I don't know why. That's going for thirty dollars though. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. He hit hard times, or no one's bid on it. <laughs> Maybe that one just started. You see that one? That's, yeah, that's pretty low. There it is. That's rough. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of other experiences. There's also like signed merch available. Like you can get an apron signed by the cast of the Bear. You can get a Hawaiian yeah, shirt cool. signed by Daniel Radcliffe that he wore while he was playing Weird Al. Okay. That's awesome. I think it's funny that that's what that's he's offering because I, like, like I know he's got a lot of Harry Potter memorabilia. Yeah, that's like, kind of a that's messed up. <laughs> I actually think he probably like, doesn't. Again, he seems like I, he's so over Harry Potter. True. He probably threw that stuff in the trash. <laughs> but that's the thing that you were like, oh, I have this wand from like the fourth movie. Y'all yeah. want it? Like, I want to see that. that. He can't do it. I want to see Gary Busey. $50 says you can't lift that old tube TV clear over your head. <laughs> Just and hold it there. 50 bucks. I bet you can't. I bet you can't. You know, I, I thought Gary Busey once in one bite. Let's see. Yeah. With his teeth. Let's see what we can do. I bet I can fit six golf balls, standard golf balls, in my mouth yeah, one time. Here we go. I was about to say that. 40 bucks. Because remember 40 last bucks. I, li- I lose this so going to the writers. Yeah. Wait, so it. in the bet, are you also doing this or you just want to see if you no, can I'm do it? No, I'm betting. And if, and, if, and, if, and if they, if I win the bet and yeah. they can't do it, they have to pay me out of their pocket. If I lose, <laughs> I make a donation of said bet amount to the writers so or like actors or field or on whatever. The, on the bidding, there's a side bet that you added to. <laughs> <laughs> that would be more right. entertaining. If, what else maybe they'll go for it. We'll see. Uh, there's also uh, something I wanted to talk about was uh, this really interesting study that came out that we thought was really surprising. Uh, in the first half of 2023, abortion rates increased pretty significantly from recent years, which is shocking considering last summer the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. How, how is that possible? If I mean, because like of the states that pretty much banned it, and they and they and those people have to go to another state. It's not like a hundred percent of the people who would have had the procedure in that state travel across state lines. How is it possible that it's gone up? Right. Um, so there, you know, there have been some reports of women that have traveled across states. Mostly, um, what experts are saying is that the rise in abortions can be attributed to a growing reliance on what are called "quote self-managed abortions," and these are things like abortion pills that can be accessed from your physician or oh. via telemedicine, and oh, that's gotcha. really where the increase comes from. So, if I'm a woman in a state where abortion is illegal, uh, or you know, after a certain time is illegal, I can still access a telehealth physician in another state who can prescribe a pill 
that is then sent to me. Well, oh. and, and, and I think that's like one of the nuances of the mm-hmm. life conversation is like, you know, seeing the issue of being pro-life beyond just legislation, because, you know, there is a paradox where scarcity creates demand. You know, you look at like, Mm -hmm. it's not like people stopped drinking during prohibition. It's not like people Mm -hmm. didn't use substances that were illegal for a long time. It's not like I didn't listen to secular music just because I wasn't allowed to when I was in high school. Exactly. But but I think there are, there is a case that the pro-life conversation should address other issues mm-hmm. beyond just the legality of a medical procedure because there people who want something are always going to find a way to get it but how do you address the the you know why they want it in the first place whether that's economic reasons or 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 social reasons or you know lack of access to you know, different types of, of medical care or, you, you know, it, I, I think it, it opens up an interesting conversation about what the future of, you know, is the, is the goal of the pro-life movement to make, to limit access to abortion, legal abortion, or is it to, to uh, limit the number or, or to decrease mm-hmm. the amount of well, number of, or eliminate the, the number of abortions, you know? During the uh, Obama administration, every year, the number of abortions went down. And, and that's just so antithetical to what you would think or what the narrative in the media is. And then now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned in this, this year since there's been a significant increase in the number of abortions Mm -hmm. versus a couple of years ago, which is just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to me, you know, on both sides. And there, there was a, like right, uh, the first few months after Roe v. Wade was overturned, there was a dip because a lot of women didn't know, you know, that there was other options. And now that there have been resources that have been released, um, like you said, if if someone wants something, they're going to find a way to get it. Um, and I think you make a great point, Jesse, that the legality of it should not be the end goal. It should be addressing the reasons behind it. Right. Um, and I think that is like a really like this number. Yes, is obviously <clears throat> don't love that number, um, but it is an, a reminder that there is a conversation to be had and that there is still things that need to be addressed and things that need to be talked I, about. We should ask Phil Wickham. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Phil. Uh, it just, it just. I don't think anybody in the pro-life movement who had been working for decades for the for the law to be overturned would have anticipated that this has been the the early results. Is, is that? Or maybe they did. Like I tell. think sometimes the reason why I say maybe they did because sometimes in situations like this you have to you have to think. I would if I'm thinking I'm thinking long term so. Like right now, yeah, this has created this uptick because people have found out about it. But then after time, they would probably think that the 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 curve would flatten. And if it doesn't flatten, they're in some big trouble. Because, hmm. I mean, you did all that work for nothing. You, right. I, you, you, you did all that work for nothing. You isolated a certain block of people. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be a... We're some, I, I, can't, I say this all, I feel like I say this every podcast, we're in some crazy, unprecedented times. Though. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is this is just crazy. Yeah. yeah. I also right. think we need to ask Phil how often he thinks about the first guy that ever rode a horse. That I just saw <laughs> I like one that. and jumped on that back. Just, I like that. Just so the end I, of the village. So I'm getting on that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it was like a drunken it, dare. They had some berries had gone sour. They ate the wrong mushroom, and so they're just running that around feels in the right, woods. Actually, yeah. they tried yeah, to ride was, an elephant they were, they were, afterwards, and that didn't work out. They're like, don't. Yeah, there was a elephant. I really think it was elephant, elephants. Dead. People ride elephants. People so, ride elephants. Cameron, what you're suggesting is there was some sort of strike in the village, in order for those striking. <laughs> I bet you can't jump on that horse. Yeah, they're like, listen, man, I want to help you out here. Why don't we do some fun bets? Bet yeah. you can't ride that thing. Look, if they don't get this UAW strike figured out we're gonna be riding horses and elephants real soon no cars no cars gonna be riding elephants and horses real soon i'm about to ride a, i'm right, about to ride a horse the gas right now in, in california is like five dollars and 87 cents my gas just shot up again i'm I so know. glad i got a tesla boy i, know. I need to get a, everything else right now. 70 bucks for a, been to a gas station and Five years. My All wife right. is complaining, but I'm like, hey, should have got a test. What a brag, Cameron. You know what what a saying? brag. He's like, I haven't had this conversation in five years. Really? I haven't been to a gas station. Oh in my five gosh. Years. He's like, hey guys, I own a Tesla. I just care about the environment, man. <laughs> what if you, know? you own a Volt? You're part. like, I actually don't even own a Tesla. I own a Volt. And that also doesn't <laughs> right. need gas. Doing either. your part. <laughs> Not really as much of a 
not as much <laughs> Dude, we had a the very first you know we had a prius back in like 2004 yeah. i've, I've always like cared about gas, this half stuff. electric oh you had you had a prius yeah i didn't drive my wife did my ex <laughs> did but yeah, yeah. Mm. but i bought it you know mm. we care about that stuff. that's <laughs> that was the beginning of the year right there. <laughs> it's like i bought it good god <laughs> Well, actually, uh, we had a lot of issues, uh, but yeah, the Prius is definitely the main one. Yeah. All right. All right. What's the last thing, Emily? <laughs> okay. The last thing is um, the National pulled a major surprise uh, earlier this week and dropped a brand new album wow. in the middle of the night. Um, in April, they had dropped their last album, the first two pages of Frankenstein, and just Random in the middle of the night, they decided to drop a whole full album called Laugh Track. We have one of their songs here. It finally hits me, a mile's drive. The sky is leaking, my windshield's cry. I'm feeling sacred, my soul is stripped. The radio's painful, the words are clear. All right. All, all, all the dads, all the young dads just got really excited. I like it because it's like, to me, they clearly took a page out of their new collaborator, Taylor Swift's book, and dropped like a surprise sister album. And I think more artists should do it. I don't know how hard it is to drop a surprise album. It's very I assume not easy. that easy. Lauren Daigle just did easy. it. I guess it wasn't surprise, though. It's like, hey, I have more tracks Wait, that I like. Marty, is it easy? Yeah, you just upload it. That's pretty much it. And then you just do the promotion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> you just tell people a little less time. Yeah, <laughs> when Beyonce did it, when Beyonce did it like a decade ago, it was like, oh, what a novelty. Now it's like, yeah. well, why didn't you just tell us it was coming? Yeah. Like, what benefit well, is it? I think Beyonce's what the benefit of Beyonce doing it is. It's such a media shock. Like, but when but, I hear the national, it's like, why didn't you just kind of give us a heads up? I would probably would have <laughs> yeah, downloaded yeah. it. I would have saved it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think yeah. it's more interesting that like it hasn't even been six months since their last album, and yeah. they like that's what's more like Beyonce dropping a surprise album. Gotta feed the pipeline for sure. Mm, yeah, it's, I was gonna say, like, I was two gonna say albums, that, two albums in it. one year. Mm. That's nah, huge. Ra- rappers, a, rappers been doing two albums in a year for twenty years. It's DMX, yeah. that's like true. that's yeah, yeah. This it's is like, this. It's way. like in rap. It's like I'm hot this year. I'm just gonna feed it until yeah. the nationals. You know, like yeah. their songs live for like ten years. So yeah. hip hop is just different. But yeah, it's really it's you basically upload it and you don't tell people until like it's time. I, see, I don't hours. consider that a surprise. I just consider that like a notification. A surprise is Frank right into that village that first day. This is just a notification, like ding. Oh, National releasing album. Okay, I see. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah. it. It's it's not. I'm not like. Oh, I have to sit down. This is so shocking. What a surprise! Turning a turn of events. The National. It's just like oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not bashing it. I mean, I like the National, but, but I'm. Just but saying, you know what? That's a good point. I think you're you're also bringing up the disposable. Like how disposable music is right now. Yeah, that's true. Because it used yeah. to, it it would be a time when an artist of a certain caliber, if they dropped two albums in the, I remember when DMX dropped two albums Big in the deal. same year and went platinum on both. It was crazy. It was a huge deal. Now. You have to drop two albums just so someone will listen to the first album. Now, now, if it was like, like, like if there was like a fourth Christopher Nolan Batman movie that just came out, that would be surprise. So I would be legit. Watch it right I would be now. like, surprise I can't, movie feels different. Yeah, yeah because it's actually movie. surprising. Now that's crazy. Because it's surprise. <laughs> I can think my my point is like that's surprising. You know yeah, what I mean? Like right. a mo- like a music the, the album thing just isn't surprising anymore. It seems no, like a lot of artists do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's not. All right, that'll do it for. Relevant Buzz. Check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday where we're covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. Thanks, Emily. All right, stay tuned. We up next, we have a lot of questions for Phil Wickham. This life gonna take time, bomb. Nobody know when he gonna pop out the clouds. They're ready until the time come. I wanna hear, well done. Shall I fillet me young? You never too old, you never too young. Come follow the king, move song. Yesterday gone, don't think about the past Then they know who I was under the mask It look greener when you look at they grass Jealousy make you blind to what you have I never trip, never fall I get up quick, clever No, we won't be here forever Walking with God made my principle better You're listening to Caleb Gordon The song is Yesterday is Gone Hey, if you like this podcast But you might like it better if there were no ads You can do that Head over to relevantmagazine.com And sign up for Relevant Plus For just a couple bucks a month, you get 
this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Phil Wickham. He just released his latest album, I Believe, which is his 10th studio album. Uh, we talked to him about his journey, how he got started, and how his new project was inspired, actually, by the deconstruction movement. Here's our conversation, Phil Wickham. Nobody Is it hard to believe that you've done 10 albums? It kind of is. And uh, <laughs> and that's not including some of the, all the live ones and my independent one. Right. And and uh, and so uh, it's sometimes, yeah, it's hard to believe when you say it. It's like 10? That's a lot of songs and effort and time in the studio. But then I think back and start like thinking through the seasons each one was created in. And uh, it's like, yeah, that was a lot of life then. And, oh, that was a lot of life then. And it's like, I guess I have been doing this for, I signed when I was 21 and I'm 39 now. So I've got some years, you know, under my belt doing this. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just, uh, you know, none of this was a dream. And I, it was, this was all of this, like the Summer Worship Nights tour and being being a touring worship artist at all. Like it just, it wasn't the plan. I didn't even know I could ask for god to make this the plan it just wasn't even like a pathway i thought i could take um i was going to community college and uh leading worship at you know my youth group and for my church as like an intern an 18 year old kid and that was great and i thought i'll go to college get a little degree work at a church and i was excited about that it wasn't it wasn't a stepping stone to like, but one day I'm going to make it. You know, one day I'm going to, people are going to come to my arenas and uh, like, we didn't even know to ask for this. And we're just like, God, you're just too kind and good and help us to be responsible with what you've given us to handle, you know, because um, it's very, very precious to us to be able to have an impact in people's lives and for that to scale to where it's gotten. It's just, I, I couldn't be more thankful, um, more like, humble like almost like scared humble like lord help me not to do something dumb like i just want to be i want to be full of integrity and a man that people trust to be behind the things i'm saying and singing and and uh and so i'm just thankful yeah um no i love that i think that's i love that that's the attitude that you have as well that you are yeah you're just grateful and um it, you know it is funny to think about like you said you got started in like youth group and it's like you didn't this was none of this was your plan. Um, do you have any memorable like youth group worship nights that like like I don't know if like the first time you did it or anything? Yeah, I mean I I remember the first like season. I don't know if I remember the first time, but I started leading worship when I was uh, thirteen. I started playing guitar when I was twelve. That's and young. Then, yeah, well my my parents led worship as long as I'd been a lot since I was born, and so I grew up in that kind of atmosphere. So it wasn't like a strange thing, you know. It wasn't like a new idea. It was kind of like this is what you do with a guitar. You sing these church songs, you know. And uh, and I, my family had moved from Orange County, California, to San Diego, California, when I was twelve. So I had this whole summer vacation with nothing to do, and guitar became my best friend. And uh, and Jesus, I, that's when I really started a relationship with Jesus. Was playing these worship songs in my room, trying to learn how to play guitar, and God just captured my heart through these songs. I started singing to him instead of singing church songs, you know, just because that's what I did. And, uh, and so the following year, uh, as I got back to school, my new youth leader, he just, he saw that I could play guitar and he legit shoved me on stage. Like you are leading worship this morning. When I walked into youth group new, I'm a new kid. Like I'm way more comfortable with like a Narnia book sitting in the corner than on the stage with a guitar. And, and it showed that first, couple months like I didn't really know how to do it you know mm-hmm. and uh but I just kept getting opportunities I remember we'd have these Friday night we called Friday night Fel- Friday night fellowship um it was at kids homes parents would open up their home on Friday nights and uh and everybody would get dropped off and it'd just be like pandemonium like 80 junior high kids jumping in the pool and on the trampoline and eating <laughs> way too much pizza and drinking too much soda 
And then at the end, like around eight o'clock every night, we'd all hunker, hunker down in like the living room or around a fire pit outside. And we'd sing for like an hour and pray and give kids a chance to receive Jesus. And, uh, I kind of became the unofficial worship leader for those nights. And that's when I really, I fell in love with the idea of leading worship because I, I remember by then I kind of knew enough, I like probably knew eight songs by heart, which is a, a, the amount of songs I needed to play that night, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I would get my guitar out and sing and, and kids would start singing. And I just fell in love with the presence of God and with this th- idea that like I could do what I love, but God gets is, is in this too. And there's something bigger than the sum of the parts. And I remember thinking, I want to be here as long, as long as you want me to be in these moments, God, I will be there. And, and so I think it's just like the lot ever since then, you know, it's 25 years of just saying yes to those moments, you know, and, mm-hmm. and little by little, uh, God, just those moments having a little bit, a little bit more weight and a little bit more size and breadth, you know, but still the same, still the same th- goal, which is just to use music to hopefully help people to have an encounter with, with the Holy Spirit and be reminded about who God is and um, let them emotionally connect with God in a unified community. I love that. Yeah. And it, it's cool to see, like like you said, like the trajectory of like you started just leading worship for a group of people and you, you still are doing that just in a slightly different way. Um, but no, I, I love that. Um, I did want to ask, you know, like while you were on tour and with this album out, was there any songs that you got to sing that just like really connected with um, the people that were there? That like, maybe that like surprised you as well? For me, the song I Believe Every Night, it's just so full of energy and such a declaration. Um, uh, singing that in the crowd, I believe there's one salvation, one doorway that leads to life, one redemption, one confession. I believe in the name of Jesus Christ. I wrote that in direct response to a conversation I had with a guy who was walking away from Jesus. And I was just so sad for him. He wasn't really walking away from Jesus. He was just walking away from people in the church that hurt him. Whenever we talk about Jesus, he's like, well, yeah, Jesus is great. Like, no one denies that. Jesus like helps the poor and dies for people. But like, if the church is representing Jesus, then I don't believe in that. It's like, I honestly kind of can't fault him for that. He got really hurt by some people. And, uh, and so I just, but I just want to shout into a world that has a lot of noise saying like, this is who I am. This is what I believe. I don't believe that my pastor is not going to fail me. I don't believe that the church is perfect, but I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins to set me free. And I want to follow him into abundant life. And just sort of sing that over moments was like my favorite part of the night. That was Phil Wickham. Make sure to check out his new album, I Believe. Just came out. All right, stay tuned. Up next, your feedback. listening to leisure the song is above me laying in bed you just feel something it's above above me now (laughs) today's show is brought to you in part by the chosen season four of the chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on february 1st and this season has everything clashing kingdoms rival rulers and when they're threatened by the reality of jesus's growing influence religious leaders do the unthinkable choose to ally themselves with the romans As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, 
He's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. All right. It's time for your feedback. So last week, the question of the week was, what's a show that deserves to be rebooted? You guys hit us up on X at Relevant Podcast and uh, on Threads and all the other places and told us your 90s shows that you want to see get rebooted. Here's some of our favorites. Okay. Curious Cryptid, great name, um, said the Nickelodeon game shows that got kids to build obstacle courses and play. So like Nick Arcade, Global Guts, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Temple, Wild and Crazy Kids. I contend, Curious. I agree. Cryptid. Mm -hmm. These are already back in the form of like American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. This is basically Um, Guts for... Floor for, is lava. Yeah, for, for, yeah, for grownups. Yeah, you but know? put kids in it though. Like kids make it more fun. Have the kids and get there hurt. was something about Not like Legend of yes. the Hidden Temple, like the the story, like you know, like the little stuff they the did. Cultural appropriation. Watching the- kids stress out at a puzzle. <laughs> Is hilarious. I would love like, like, like when they did the family ones. I would love to have Steve Harvey hosting each one of these, and in yes. between giving out yeah. life advice that we don't need, unsolicited life Steve advice. Steve Harvey, Kel Kel Mitchell, Steve Harvey, Kel Mitchell, the guy from White Girls who dances, the the black dot guy with the shaved head, Terry Crews, Terry Crews, not Nick. Well, Nick Cannon just had to put all his kids on the that put his kids on the show competing. His kids are competing. They compete on the for his show. affection. He's like, I Cannon's only have kids. enough uh, money to provide for ten kids this month. Yeah. So you twelve compete for who gets the child support this yeah. month. Hey I guys, like it. This episode of guts just got real. You know, whoever wins gets it. it whoever loses first gets out of my inheritance. Oh my god! Uh-huh. Like <laughs> it just like okay. yo. Real but snakes. I do want to. Like, I'm no trying to remember with the Nickelodeon games. Was there a cash prize? No, was it, just no, it, was, no, it was, was a trip to, to Disneyland. It was a trip yeah. to Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando, Florida. That's, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah that's so what would man. be? What's the equivalent of? Is it still we're going to Nickelodeon Studios? Is there a Nickelodeon Studios still? Yeah, there they is. But it's different, right, They moved. They moved production out to LA and shut down the Orlando one. It's very sad. It's very sad. Man, see, I always wanted to be on Nickelodeon, bro. For real, yeah. I, I always like to get figured crap. out. Wasn't it no was big deal? One. Was wasn't he a contestant yes. on he one was. of these shows? Yeah, he was, he was on, um, on Double Dare. So, yeah, him and his brother. It's the funniest yeah, thing I've too, ever right? seen. He's still a little dude, though. He was so pudgy. Yeah, yeah he was, he was just a little pudgy that. little guy. That's my favorite arc of his life. When I met him, he was a little <laughs> thicker. Now he's all like, you know, he's sleek. He looks good. He's got. He looks cool, right. you know. But back in the day, when he had short dreads and he was little, like. He ate a lot more MSG. That was my favorite version of No Big Deal. Have you guys seen the old Aaron Paul clip? A lot more MSG? Yeah, he just oh loved Asian food. Have you have you seen Aaron Paul on Price is Right back in no the day? No way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Was he dressed up, Jesse? Yeah. No, I, I, think, look it up now. I think he was wearing some like an interesting, but it wasn't like a costume, oh, okay. I don't think. Yeah, I think it's yeah. he dressed. Wait, this he before he was famous, he was literally a fan? Oh, wow. Yeah, and he was on Price is Right. Yo, he looks so goofy, bro. Uh, most of these replies are Nickelodeon game shows. Everybody wants to see yeah. those get rebooted. Yes. Yeah. N- Nickelodeon, it's so. time. It's but I'm time. with Jesse. I'm with Jesse. We have ridiculous game yeah. shows now. It's Wipe out floors. Yeah, but nobody's like getting hit with slime at the end of American mm. Ninja Warrior. He we all dude, were waiting for the somebody slime. Somebody died American- on Wipeout. Died because they fell in a weird way or whatever. Intense. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to see that. I want to see kids. I think Wipeout is crazy. Wipeout is crazy, bro. Yeah, I know. It's better it's than any of these than shows. Of the hidden you guys remember MXP, <laughs> like the Asian one where the guys were like, and it's like it was on like Spike TV back in the day, and they would be jumping off, and the guy would be they translated different. No one remembers MXP. It was really nah, good. Nah, I do, I but I was like that's too much. No, no, no. It's real. Yeah, it's really good. And so anyway, it was like a they would overdub it. And it was on Spike Television. I don't know what channel that was. It was like a weird. It's called Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. And uh, yeah, and it was crazy. I, they got hurt for cool. real. Like they got hurt. Yeah, I just yeah. posted it right here. I put it in our chat. But he, they got hurt. It's so old school that it's not even on YouTube. It's on Daily Motion. 
that's just the media website <laughs> yeah, that it's yeah. on. It's funny. All right. Well, that'll do it for last week's feedback. There's more where you can. Th- this is crazy. I'm watching these. Yeah, clips. watch it, please. <laughs> these people are getting legit it. hurt. And that's <laughs> yes, it's crazy. That's it's a lot. All right. Uh, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Yeah. All right. Well, at the beginning of the show, we were talking about the Roman Empire and, and all the weird things that Jesse thinks about. Uh, that we all think about from time to time. Me, the origin of food. Who figured out that we could eat that? Who figured out that that tastes the way it tastes? Or that if you cook it, it goes from inedible to delicious. Like that kind of thing. Who figured that out? That's what I want to know. Jesse always thinks about Things that are actually interesting. (laughs) Things that are actually interesting. Who jumped on a horse for the first time? Things like that. What's the thing that you think about more than you probably should that other people would find weird. Hit us up on Twitter slash X at Relevant Podcast, or you can hit us up at Relevant Magazine on Threads and everywhere else. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Phil Wickham for joining us today. Make sure to check out his 10th studio album. It's called I Believe. Just came out. Also, make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday where we're covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. If you don't want to miss anything we put out, make sure to follow us on all the socials. But if you're too busy for that, you just want the best of the best, head over to the site and sign up for our daily newsletter. We send you our top five trending stories each weekday morning right there in your inbox. It's a great way to keep in touch with everything we're doing, or at least the best stuff we're doing. All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Marty. We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend, everyone. For listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com Gary Busey, $50 says you can't lift that old tube TV clear over your head. Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.